So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, Happy New Year. Can you believe it? 2021. This is Aaron Amuchastegui, the host of the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I can't believe that it is January 2021. Wasn't 2020 the slowest and fastest year all at the same time? So did you guys do resolutions? Are you ready? Are you at the gym right now starting off? I love the beginning of every year, but right now is that special episode where we go back and we highlight all of the best podcasts for December. You know, in another week, we are going to do a best of the year. I'm going to take my top 10 podcasts based on downloads, figure out who got the most downloads, and give each of you a few minutes of that one to look for other ones you want to go back and listen to. So, but here are the ones from December. I'm going to share a few minutes of each of them. So these are some of the highlights and you'll decide if you want to go back and listen to them again. So first up, episode 941, The Secret Sauce for Successful Business Ventures with Lisa Song Sutton. Here's a little bit of that one. You know, what were the, some of the things that you learned during that first year that the, you know, that maybe you were surprised or, or just that if you could go back and tell yourself now you would? Um, number one, you know, lean on your colleagues. Yes, of course, real estate is competitive and certainly in the luxury market, very, very competitive. But if you approach your transactions and your client relationships with an abundance mindset, you are going to attract the same type of clients and colleagues who also have that abundance mindset. And so they're going to be down to collaborate with you. So don't be scared to lean on your colleagues and say, look, this is, I'm in my first year. I'm hustling. I'm reading everything that I possibly can. Here's a hurdle that I'm experiencing. How would you handle this? And you will grow organic relationships and build mentors around you and have that support system around you. So don't be scared to lean on your colleagues, number one. Um, And number two, read, consume as much as you can. I was reading Inman. I was reading Wall Street Journal. Um, I joined every group that you could possibly find just so I could read content. I could read posts and, and people across the country were posting about whatever hurdle they were going through with their client, right? And people were chiming in and providing insight. Oh, that happened to me six months ago. Here's what I did. And that's a phenomenal way to learn because you haven't experienced it yet. Yeah, that is some great advice. You have a bunch of different businesses. So when we when I look at your website, you've got, uh, you said the first couple that you started, Sin City Cupcakes, Liquid and Lace, Ship Las Vegas, your published author in Forbes. What advice would you give to somebody that is a full-time real estate agent that wants to be a full-time real estate agent, how they can shuffle and do more than one thing? How do you have 10 different businesses that you that you work in? Yeah. So for me, you know, my my portfolio, my business portfolio is very diversified and I don't do it alone. So like, I guess that's the magic sauce, right? I have strong operational partners in every single one of my ventures, including real estate. We have strong partners and strong teams and be diversified, right? Just because you are a real estate professional doesn't mean that your next venture or, or your side hustle or whatever else has to be in real estate. It can be tangential or it could be totally unrelated. That's okay. If there's anything I've learned this year in 2020 is that being diversified has been an absolute blessing because you can't predict what will happen. So what you need to figure out, dear listener, is what are you good at? 
what are your core strengths that are translatable and that you can plug and play into any other business? And so that's what you bring. That's the value you bring. And you team up with someone, you say, hey, I want to start a shipping store. Here are the four things I'm really good at. I don't know anything about shipping, but I do know about customer service and setting up processes and, you know, da, 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 right? And then you team up with an operations partner and then all of a sudden you have a business. Very cool stuff. So back to real estate for a second. So now in 2020, if somebody is a new agent trying to get deals, what do you think the best way for them to go to actually get a listing or, you know, get a, get a buyer? Work your sphere of influence. I see so many people like, you know, wasting money on Facebook ads and Zillow premiere and like all this kind of stuff. And that takes time and effort to filter through all the crap inbounds that you're going to get. Work your sphere of influence. Utilize social media if you don't already, but something as simple, get out your phone and go through the last 100 people that you have text messaged with. Okay. And you text them, hey, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I just wanted to share, uh, you know, it was an exciting win with you, you know, share something that you, I just sold this house and blah, 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 whatever you have to say, right? And you say, yeah. please let me know if you know anyone that's buying, selling, or renting. And you just give them a quick, simple ask, even if they're out of state. And here's why that works, because your friend who lives out of state has a cousin who's got a girlfriend that's moving to your city. It, it always works that way. And people want to work with someone they know. They know even if it's from a friend of a friend, that's still a warmer contact than Google. All right. And if you want to hear more from Lisa Song Sutton from Las Vegas, be sure to go back and listen to more of episode 941. Next up, this was State of the Market 63. You know, so it's experts bullish on real estate, iBuyers ready to expand. Surprisingly, 2020 turned out to be a great year for real estate. Home values hitting record highs despite ongoing pandemic. And the experts are bullish on what 2021 holds for housing markets. Here, it's a few minutes of talking about that. Here we go. First article, Joe Biden is reportedly choosing Congresswoman Marsha Fudge to lead the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. So she's from Cleveland. She currently serves on the House Committee on Agriculture and House Committee on Education and Labor. Serves on the House Committee on Civil Rights and Human Services. So she'll be tasked with implementing key aspects of his campaign promises for affordable housing. So that's something I talked about a few weeks ago of what to look for as they've promised that they're going to invest into affordable housing, which includes an investment of $640 billion in housing over the next 10 years. As far as trying to figure out where that might go or how that might work, I think that is what we're going to see next. But her being from Ohio, I could see a lot of that going heavy into the cities, up into the Northeast. But also, uh, when they do these funding programs, a lot of it is spread out throughout the U.S. So if you want to do some extra research, I would try to see what they had been doing in Ohio over the last couple of years with affordable housing. And that probably gives us a little bit of a hint of what could be to come. Our next article says the Biden bump, how real estate may benefit from a Biden presidency and how it may not. It says following the 2020 presidential election, there's been a noticeable uptick of real estate activity in New York City and other big cities. So all you guys know that the that in New York, in San Francisco, from what we've been talking about, the market has not been improving there, right? That's where vacancies have gone down. Prices have gone down. It's been going great almost everywhere else that isn't in the big cities. Since November, the number of new deals in Manhattan increased 6% from the same period last year. That is the first promising sign of renewed confidence in the city. There are other factors that brokers and agents are thinking about when considering the impact of Joe Biden's presidency on the U.S. real estate market. After a difficult few months, those working in real estate are anxious to see how he's going to handle tax policy and federal funding, 
Whether or not you support the last administration, it was not a beacon of stability for just about anything, is what this agent says. That there was a revolving door of secretaries and appointees and nothing was stable. There was a tax bill that was floated halfway through the presidency and didn't go anywhere. So they're saying such sentiments now help spell the end of the fear trade, helps buyers feel more secure. So that whole part of the article was saying with Biden now, there was a lot of unknowns. There was a lot of, you know, it was going one way one month, one month another. They believe that with Biden getting elected, part of why the real estate market is bouncing out in New York and some of those other places is it's going to feel more stable. It says how Biden could help both buyers and renters. So Biden is likely to remove the salt cap limitations on itemized deduction for home mortgage interest and state and local taxes. So when President Trump was elected, he had a cap on what you could deduct as far as mortgage interest or property taxes. That affected people, especially in places like California. So people in California had to end up paying more taxes under President Trump because there was a tax on on not being able to deduct your your state income tax, your mortgage interest, your state property tax. And so the that was enacted under President Trump. That's going to be rolled back. And the and that'll especially affect big cities throughout the US. So that's an interesting thing. Also, again, affordable housing. And his plan Biden said he'll offer $100 billion affordable housing fund to expand low-income housing. These funds will be directed toward communities that are suffering from an affordable crisis and are willing to implement new zoning laws to encourage more affordable housing. Did you see that key? He said, we're going to give them to places that are willing to implement new zoning laws. So to encourage more affordable housing. So that could mean more properties on the same lot. That could mean allowing smaller properties, or that could be allowing smaller lots in different areas. It says the only problem with this is it's cost prohibitive in big cities due to land prices, construction prices, and property maintenance. You would not be able to fix zoning laws to create affordable housing. And so it's saying, so what, what that part of the plan is saying is that the affordable housing will not be in the big cities like New York. It's going to help in the outskirts where there is vacant land and maybe they don't have that growth yet. So they still have the potential to change or some of those, those zoning laws. So lots of good art. So this article is huge. I could talk about that the whole time. You know, all the articles that I, that I could find this week from Bloomberg were very bullish on how strong the real estate market has been in the US. None of that's really a surprise, except for it is interesting to see it. Million dollar home buying soars uh, with the rich on, on shopping spree was his highlight. But wealthy people are buying bigger houses. More people are buying million dollar plus houses than ever before. Okay, and if you liked that one, remember, go back and listen to the rest of State of the Market 63. Next up, episode 942. We actually had two episodes with my friend David Green. He's one of the co-hosts of the Bigger Pockets podcast. He's a successful real estate agent out in California, just launched a mortgage brokerage, and his team is growing like crazy. And so here is episode 942, which we entitled, You Can Stop Buying Leads When You Start Doing This with David Green. Right now you're doing Zoom interviews with clients. They're saying, hey, David, I think we want you to list our house. Let's have this meeting. Now you're doing your listing presentation over Zoom. Yes. What are, so what are your tips and tricks with that? Is there anything that you're doing different? If somebody is doing their first Zoom listing presentation, what advice would you give them? So the first piece of advice I'd say is get good. Get your skills up when you're giving your listing presentation. Like we have a, a literal like PowerPoint or a slide deck that we walk people through that's designed to create an emotional experience. I start off building credibility with myself in the listing presentation. I go on to talk about this is what actually sells houses versus everything that you heard. This is what people did 30 years ago. This is what people do today. I use facts from the National Association of Realtors to establish credibility on what I'm saying. Then I blow them away with all of the, the marketing that we do and how we get 
pictures taken and ways we advertise your house. And I have stats to support why that works. And I walk them through what the experience will be like and all the ways that I'm going to make a money. And at the end, I say, here's what comes next. We go over a CMA that I've put together. If you do all of that in the right order, it's sort of like walking them through this like emotional experience where they were nervous and you made them feel good and then they got excited and then they were eager to move forward. Then you showed them the numbers of how this process should look. Now they trust you and they're like, yep, what do we got to do here? How do we sign? I haven't dropped one yet out of every listing presentation I've done. And I really think it's because I just approached it like all I have to do is to get you to feel comfortable and good about what we're doing. I don't have to be in front of you to accomplish that. We should do a whole class on that. You know, our, we have a we have like a, a certified listing class in in Rebus that tells people how to get that listing. But it seems like now we need one for how to get that listing via Zoom. So let's back up a little bit. How are you getting? The, what's your top of funnel right now? How are you getting the lead? Are some people are, are they going to a website and saying hey, what's my house worth? And then you're saying let's do a call or how are people finding you? I am planting seeds constantly every single day to get people to feel comfortable reaching out to me to say, David, I want to buy a house or I want to sell a house. That's really all that we're doing. There's a million ways to do it. Um, I have a, a mortgage company now. So we do loans as well. And we were on our, our lending meeting and one of the guys was talking about how he went to go buy a car. And he's like, yeah, the guy selling me the car, he seems really interested in what I do. And I said, uh, okay, get off this call, go call that person and ask him uh, what their interest rate is. And if it's over 4%, he needs to refinance. And he literally did that. And now the money from that refinance is going to pay for his car. He's getting a free car just because he planted seeds with the right people. And every agent wants to avoid it, but it really can just be that simple. I'm not using a special program. I'm not buying online leads. I'm putting together events. I'm talking to people. I'm making friends with people. I work really hard if you're my friend to set myself apart from the other agents that you know. I will do that. If I assume everyone knows eight or nine agents and I want to be the one you think is the best. If you're not a real estate agent and you live near me, I'm putting more time into those conversations so that that person feels better about calling me when it comes time to sell their house. Like we don't drop leads very often. I call it lead bleed in the book. That's a really big problem the agents have when they get busy. So once you do reach out and say, hey, we're kind of thinking about buy-in. What do you think the market's like? I've got a really, really good conversion ratio because I, I'm so systemized with like, boom, grab that person, put them in this spreadsheet, set up this call. This is the conversation we're going to have. And I think a lot of agents probably don't from what I've seen. They don't understand the value of being assertive when somebody ask you about the market or they say, Hey, what do you think? I'm kind of thinking about buying. That's showtime. That's where you step in there and you earn the right to get a sell buy. If you just have a casual conversation with a casual person, you're usually going to get a, a casual result. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Rent Ready. And this one is all about maintenance. Did you know the number one reason that a tenant leaves a rental is lack of response around maintenance? With Rent Ready's brand new 24-7 maintenance service plans, you can have your maintenance managed for you. It also includes emergency services. Rent Ready, the property management app, recently added more support for landlords. Not only can you get hands-off maintenance coordination to troubleshoot your tenant's repairs for you, but you can also streamline your rental property cash flow with increased rental retention rates. With Rent Ready, you can sleep in on the weekends knowing your repairs are handled from start to finish. In addition to making maintenance, you can manage everything else easier too, like collecting rent, listing units, screening tenants, and signing leases, all from the phone in your hand. 
Get luxury style maintenance services for your tenants and free weekends for yourself when you sign up for Rent Ready. You know, I, I want to add a couple things in here too. You know, I had interviewed Ryan Barone, the founder of Rent Ready, in episode 939. So if you want to hear more about Rent Ready and what they've done, go check out that episode with Ryan. And when it comes to maintenance, you guys have heard me say, I have a ton of rental properties. And one of the things I did after owning those for about a year was start to outsource the nighttime calls. There's nothing worse than getting a call at 10 or 11 at night saying my air conditioner's not working, my heater's not working. And I used to have to go to like 10 different companies to do that. One for my rents, one for my property management, one for the repairs. And it looks like Rent Ready is doing all of that in one package. So for this month only, you can still try Rent Ready for one year and only for $1 when you use our special code ROCKSTAR. Use code ROCKSTAR and sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. Use the code ROCKSTAR and you can get Rent Ready for a whole year for just a buck. All right, so that was part of 942 part one. You know, the next step is going to be 942 part two. But if you love either of these, I think you should go back and listen to both podcasts, 942 part one and two. They're available on two separate downloads. I talked to them for so long, we split it up. But here is a piece of part two, which we talked about the W2 mindset is holding back new agents. So I basically wanted to write a book that taught people how to be a real estate agent because there's not many of them. And like I said, there's a big mentor gap. Right, you're the mentor now. Not everybody in the world can come work on my team. So I took everything that I was teaching the agents on my team and I put it in book format and said, hey, this is what people need to know about real estate. And by the time I was done, it was about four books long. It was like the Bible. Yeah. So Bigger Pockets Publishing had me break it into three different parts. And now we've taken uh, this book, which is basically new agents or inexperienced. They're not doing a lot of deals. So it's called Sold Every uh, Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building a Profitable Business. And this is all the things that nobody tells you when you get started, but you still need to know. And we're talking about things like what to do in your first 30 days, what kind of car you should drive or not drive, um, how to write up an offer, what the escrow process actually is. It's amazing to me how many people have been agents for two years, but they sell two houses a year and they don't know what goes on in the escrow process. And it totally shows up in your confidence. You're not going to pitch yourself to the person you're buying a car from if you know in the back of your head, I don't even know what happens in the escrow process. And typically, they're waiting for someone else to come teach them and that person never shows up. So this book is like the granular details. When your client says X, you say Y. Here's a script. Say it just like this. Because there's a really big difference between, hey, bad news, we got an offer and it's really low, sorry, versus, hey, great news, we got an offer on your property and we have some areas where we can counter it. Would you like to go over it? Like, no one told me that. I made that mistake many, many times. So, this first book is designed for, hey, you want to get to the next level, keep listening to these podcasts, read this book, do the stuff that's in it. So, part of what I believe is a problem for new agents in the industry, and if you're a new agent, just hear me out here is we have the W-2 mindset. In a W-2 position, you are for almost every single role I know of in any company, you're cleaning a fish that somebody else caught in some capacity. Okay, So if your first job was at uh, McDonald's, you're standing at the register punching in the order of a guest that 
came into you. McDonald's did all the work of getting that person in the door, running a marketing campaign. Like the person who's working in the restaurant, they think that the whole aspect of McDonald's is either making the fry, making the burger, working the register. That's like 5% of that company. The problem is because you only see the tip of the iceberg, that little 5%, you think that's all there is. And you start to develop really bad habits where you think showing up at work is all you're supposed to do. I'm here. I deserve to get paid. Yeah. And when you get out of a W-2 world and you get into the 1099 world or the entrepreneur world, whatever you want to call it, I know, Aaron, you know where I'm going with this. It kills you if you have that attitude that someone else is supposed to bring you the business. Yeah. No one comes to you and says, I got a great deal on a house. Do you want to flip it in the real world? You got to go look for that. You got to go fight for that. You got to go compete with the other person that is trying to flip a house. You got to be better at what you're doing. And when you become a real estate agent, that's the world you're walking into. And new agents that are struggling, that are afraid to ask for help, that's a big reason why. They're still expecting their phone to ring, their email to come. Where do you go to find the leads? They're not, they haven't embraced that this is like the wild, wild west and you got to go get them. All right. And again, if you like me talking to David Green, some of the stuff he said, go back and check out both parts of episode 942. Next up, this is episode 943. This was Overcoming Tragedy and Changing Clients' Lives with Kimberly Tuchel. So the Kimberly was our first partnership with a service out there called Broker Agent Advisor. So she had been one of their award recipients. And so they were sent to us to go uh, interview her to talk about that award and what she has done for real estate. And Kimberly has quite the story. It was you know, super emotional, a lot of ups and downs. I definitely cried a bit as I interviewed her. Here's a few minutes from that one. I spent two months working with, uh, from January to March, working with uh, a lender who, after about 150 document document emails, we got approved for an extenuating circumstance loan. But I still couldn't find a real estate agent to help me because they just didn't believe in it. So uh, middle of March, the anniversary month, two-year anniversary month of my son's passing, March 21st, I got through school and got my real estate license, passed the test the first time. And by June 1st, I'd found that elusive deal and closed on our home. But in that moment, that's what changed the trajectory of my entire life. Because I walked into that house and I gave the keys to my husband and I saw the children running around. And it was when I looked at him, you got to remember, this is a man that has carried his family for years, just trying to keep us alive and sane. And he smiled. He had his feet again. He had a foundation again. And it changed everything in me. And I said, this is what I have to do for other families. I, I have to do this. I have to figure out a way to do it. And that's what started me on this crazy ass career. <laughs> yeah. So your first year as an agent then, so that was your first transaction. Yeah. <laughs> then, you were, then you were rookie of the year. 3 million in yeah. transactions. How did, how did that happen? How did you say like, oh my gosh, I need to do this for other people. Right. And then you were able to turn up the volume so quick. Well, I, I remember that, you know, that day giving him the keys. And then I went back home. We were, we were having to move everything. And I was sitting in front of my laptop with no more than a 
change of or a jar of change for my marketing budget? How was I going to compete with the the farming, the postcards, the flyers, the the fancy, you know, the Maserati driving suit wearing? Like, who am I? We, you've got established agents that are doing a hundred million in transactions, and why is someone going to choose me? And I said, well, because I'm tenacious T, I have tenacity. Nothing is going to stop me. I am not backing down. I will not take no. I will find a way to get that house. Just like I did for me, I'm going to put myself in those shoes. And that's how I kept introducing myself online uh, to friends. I just told them, hey, give me an opportunity. I'm going to change your life. And that's yeah. what happened. It just started rolling in. And I found out I'm pretty damn good at this, right? Because again, I won't take no for an answer. I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. It seems like one of your biggest, your biggest strengths at that time was the, was the not, no quit attitude, right? That you're going to find a way and that you flat out asked people and said, hey, hey, give me a chance to change your life. Like, hey, I just experienced the miracle of home ownership again and made me feel so good. Give me the chance to help you change your life and you're going to solve every problem. And so the, how quickly after you started making those announcements, did you get a client to say, yeah, help me find a house or come help me sell my house? I did. I think it was, and I'd have to go back and look, it was about five transactions the following three months. And then okay. I did uh, six rentals in one weekend. Uh, I just, I, I just kept going, whether it was rentals or purchases, but the one niche that I found was again, families, that I would talk to, they were ready to make the move, but they didn't have enough money. So I'd heard of Heroes Home Advantage. And in Arizona, you don't have to be a member of anything as long as it's a federally recognized group. So almost immediately, I did start giving back um, a portion of my commission towards closing costs, which was really hard because we still have a family of, you know, three kids and and it, you're, you're barely making it in the first year of real estate anyway. And I was still like, okay, here's 25%. Oh, take it. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, one thing that I was always coached on in the beginning was, no, make your money now. You can give back your money later and you can make foundations. And I've no, heard that. I've absolutely yeah. heard that. But it's the family on the other side of the signing table that needs that money now. They could care less 10 years from now if I'm rolling in the dough and send them a gift card. They need that money now. So I wasn't going to wait for that to happen. I was going to give it to them now because that also gave me a sense of joy. It gave me a sense of purpose. And I knew my son would be proud of that. So that giving attitude, I, I built my business on the basis of giving back. And that's how it's worked for me. So for the newer agent, again, I want you to remember that you don't have to change to be the change. You don't have to be the Maserati driving suit wearing agent. There is a person that needs you to be exactly who you are right here, right now. And telling your story on who you are, how you can help your client on a daily basis through social media, through doing small little things that we've talked about today will set a pace for yourself that will result in abundance for you. And to those who are faced with poverty, not being able to eat, trapped in a home where you feel like you can't escape, courage is within you. Again, turn your face to the sun. Give yourself five minutes to just think you are loved. You can create anything. I am a girl with a GED who didn't start real estate until she was 41 years old. 
and I've launched a book. I have my own podcast. I got on HGTV and I've been making well into the six figures for several years. Anything is possible and you can overcome anything. Okay. And if you liked that one, remember, go back and listen to the rest of episode 943, but make sure you are prepared. There is some emotional ups and downs, really some emotional devastation that occurred as well. I was very proud to hear how she got through it, but as a parent, it was very difficult to interview her and hear some of that stuff. So the, I think you will get so much out of the episode, but be sure you are ready for it when you do. Next up, the last podcast of December, the last podcast of 2020 was State of the Market 64, where me and Kelly Skevel talked about real estate predictions for 2021. What's your real estate career been like this year, right? So the, what's, how has 2020 treated you? Yeah, it was a great year. Uh, it was my best year yet. I surpassed my goal uh, that I set, you know, for the year. And at one point, my team leader early on in COVID came to me and she was like, do you want to change your goal? Do you want to lower your number? And I was like, nope. And then I beat it. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been good. How many deals was it? Because I mean, we talked goals when you were on in March, April. How many deals did you do this year? Yeah. So I ended up doing, let's see, I had to write it down. I did 24, uh, 24 deals. It was just shy of 6 million in volume. So the goal was five. That's so awesome. Especially like even just that mindset, right? Like, do you want to make your goal lower? And you're like, no, I'm not going to adjust my goal down. I'm just going to see. And then it turned out that, um, what would you, what would you attribute your biggest success in 2020 to be like, or if someone said like, what's your like, what's the one thing that you think by doing it, it helped you this year? I think just adapting, right? Like so many businesses had to adapt. Like I, I saw in the beginning, I was really impressed with like restaurants that were adapting and just turning to curbside service or just how quickly a bunch of different businesses and investors were pivoting and adapting. And I think just learning how to adapt, you know, with all of the re- regulations and the, the COVID rules and and showings and virtual, you know, all of that just helped, I think, keep my business going when, when buyers came to me and sellers. Do you remember like, so, so over the past 10 years, there's been lots of different kind of stimulus and, and those sorts of ideas. What do you think about rental assistance, like rental stimulus? The, have you, have you looked into it much? You know, in the beginning, I looked into it a little bit, but I honestly haven't looked into it a lot. I haven't, I haven't needed to because of yeah. my tenants paying rent. So I don't know exactly how I feel about it personally. I mean, it, it, initially I feel like it's, it's good, right? Like landlords are, are left holding, you know, the tenants aren't paying landlords still have to pay their mortgage. I don't, when we, when it all first happened and I was calling the banks to find out what kind of, um, what they were doing for landlords, they were basically saying, you know, well, defer, you can defer your payment I think our bank said for three months, this was initially, you could defer the payment for your mortgage payment, just the mortgage payment, not your taxes. And our taxes up here are really high. So you could defer your just the mortgage payment for three months. And then at the end of that three months, the whole, that entire amount you deferred was due. And then you could apply for like a, it was like an eight or nine month payment plan for those. So it just, it didn't, when I called, I was like, this doesn't sound like it would be super helpful. Nothing that I wanted to get into. So I think if we can get rent assistance, that helps the landlords that are left hold, you know, paying this mortgage. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like 2021 is going to be another strong market. I don't disagree that buyers are getting discouraged. The buyers that I have are, you know, there's really not a lot out there. There's less than normal. You know, this is our slow market. There's even less out there for them to choose from right now than than usual. So I, 
I agree that they're getting frustrated, but I, I think it's I think it's going to be another 2021 is going to be another great market. I think it's going to be a seller's market. But yeah, I, I think I think we're going to continue to see see a strong market. All right, and if you like that one and you want to hear more of me and Kelly talking, go back and listen to the rest of State of the Market 64. And that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this podcast, our first podcast getting published in 2021, highlighting all of the podcasts that we did in December. And like I said, stay tuned for next week where we do a best of podcast where we get to talk about the top 10 podcasts of the year, you know, and happy 2021 to everyone. I hope that the, I think a lot of the beginning of 2021 is going to be like the end of 2020. So no, the clock strikes and not everything changes in one day. I think a lot of the next few months is going to be more of the same, but what it can be is a mental shift and a mental change. When happy new year happens, when the new year changes over, everybody starts with, this is how I'm going to do my year. We start our goals over. We start tracking over. We start our our sales revenue goals over. You know, everything starts again. It is a fresh start, no matter how you look at it. And there's plenty of people that'll tell you, Hey, it's just another day. But for me, I love the new year. I love starting with new goals. I love starting strong and seeing how long I can go after something. So I hope all of you guys choose to make 2021 your best year. I think as we go into 2021, we're a little more prepared than we were for 2020. I know right now as I go into 2021, I need to be prepared for anything. I need to be prepared that there might be some stuff totally outside my control that totally puts my business in a, in a wreck and I need to be ready to change and adjust and pivot. You know, I'm more, I was not prepared for that going into 2020. I thought everything was smooth sailing and everything was up. And I remember in March being in Hawaii thinking the economy is so good. Everybody's doing so well. It was so busy out there and there wasn't anything in sight that was going to change it. Well, just a short week later, I was it was obviously very different. I learned very quickly that it was going to be different. So go into 2021 with huge goals. Choose to make it your best year, but be a little bit more prepared knowing that, hey, stuff happens. Strange stuff will happen this year. I don't know what it is yet. When we look at the predictions, it's tough to figure it out. But if you choose to make it your best year, then I believe you'll be able to pivot through all of the heartaches and turn them into success stories. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars and Happy New Year. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff. 
rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. And if you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.